Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. Amen. Our first reading today is from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. This is the word of the Lord. And a reading from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 11, these three verses. Jesus said, Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's a classic children's book called, Can't You Sleep, Little Bear? Perhaps some of you have been read this book, and some of you have read it perhaps more than you would have liked. You'll remember that the story tells the story of two bears, Big Bear and Little Bear. Big Bear is the Big Bear, and Little Bear is the Little Bear. They play together all day in the bright sunshine, and when night comes, and the sun goes down, Big Bear takes Little Bear home to the bear cave. The story continues with Big Bear trying to get Little Bear to go to sleep. But Little Bear doesn't want to sleep. And if you know my daughter Sophia, you know why I relate to the story. So Big Bear sits by the fire and reads a book, but Little Bear can't go to sleep. Can't you sleep, Little Bear? I'm scared. Why are you scared? I don't like the dark. What dark? The dark all around us, says Little Bear. So Big Bear notices that there is a dark part of the cave, and it was very dark. 
So Big Bear brings a tiny lantern and put it next to Little Bear's bed. The story continues, Little Bear can't sleep, Big Bear brings a bigger lantern each time, but each time Little Bear continues to say, I can't sleep, I'm scared. Why are you scared, Little Bear? I don't like the dark. What dark? The dark all around us. Finally, Big Bear gets the largest lantern from the lantern cupboard. The largest lantern of all still does not make Little Bear relax and go to sleep. Finally, Big Bear has to change the plan. So Big Bear takes Little Bear outside in the biggest dark of all. And Little Bear sees how dark it is and cuddles up next to Big Bear as Big Bear shows Little Bear the large yellow moon and all the twinkly little stars. But finally, Little Bear didn't say anything at all, for he had gone to sleep, warm and safe, in Big Bear's arms. Finally, finally, Big Bear was able to finish his bear book and finish it and read it all the way to the end. There are several ways that people respond to this story. One very common way is to read it and say, wouldn't it be nice if life were really that way? It's a nice bedtime story for toddlers, I'm sure, but I live in the real world. People like this love the darkness, or at least think that they do. Other people read the story and like it, but we honestly would rather be the big bear than the little bear now, wouldn't we? Some of us know what the darkness is, but we don't like to be held. Many of us are accustomed to caring for other people, and that is our comfort zone. And we ourselves have a hard time being vulnerable and receiving care from others. Psalm 23 asks that we read this story through the lens of faith. The invitation this morning, the Lenten invitation each and every year is to realize that there, yes, is a God. And perhaps this morning we might refer to God as the good shepherd, as Jesus referred to himself. So that we realize that this good shepherd exists and this good shepherd protects us and guides us and takes away our fears. That is reading the story through the lens of faith. And so the invitation to mature faith that we might get from a children's book comes in two parts. There is an invitation to give up control and the invitation to learn to be okay with being held. Giving up control, learning to be okay with being held. One can't go without the other. It's just not the way true spirituality works. 
The scripture memory verse for this week talks about what it means to be the people of God's pasture as we learned last week. This week from Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Or if you prefer the King James, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The biblical wisdom teaches us that the same shepherd who is with us in the darkest valley is the same shepherd who comforts us. And the tools of comfort are the tools of the rod and the staff, tools that give us boundaries, tools that give us limits and guidance. Sheep hate to be alone. Sheep need the rest of the flock in order to feel safe. But sometimes sheep just wander off. And the shepherd uses a rod not to beat a sheep, but the rod is used by the shepherd to protect the sheep from predators, from wolves who might come in and try to attack the sheep and the flock. And a staff is useful as well. The staff directs the sheep into the direction that they need to go. You see, sheep aren't the smartest animals. And when you get a bunch of them together, it doesn't make them smarter. It just makes for more dumb animals who desperately need direction. So the bottom line is that the rod and the staff comfort the sheep. Because without these tools, the sheep would not be protected. And the sheep wouldn't know where they needed to go. And so if we are the people of God's pasture, and if we are the sheep of God's hand, what does that mean for us? Well, first of all, it means to begin with that people are not sheep. We are smarter than sheep. But perhaps that's where we get into trouble, isn't it? We still have to be teachable. We still have to learn to give our lives to the good shepherd in order to take the direction and the protection of the good shepherd. And perhaps what we need protection from most of all is protection from ourselves so that we will know which direction to go. Our nature, our human nature, the way that God created us, we were created in God's image, but also our human nature comes along with our desire to be willful, thinking that we can take care of ourselves and we can set our own direction. Today, the word discipline, even used in the church, is received as a nasty word, discipline. And we only talk about obedience when we want to send our dogs to obedient school. 
But the call to be a disciple of Jesus involves the word discipline. So the call to mature Christianity is the call not to be willful, but to be willing. Willing to be guided and protected by a good shepherd. Willing to be held and to be loved intimately by someone who knows us even perhaps better than we know ourselves. Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Little Sophia is not quite three years old. And so she isn't old enough to understand that if she runs into the street, she could get hurt. And yet at the same time, she is so independent and willful that she refuses to let me hold her hand in the parking lot or as we cross the street. So last week after church, we went over to the art center and had to cross Mulberry, which, as you know, is a busy street. She wanted to run out into the street, and the best thing I could do was to scoop her up and hold her in my arms. That was the only way I could keep her from hurting herself. And aren't we the same thing? Aren't we the same way even as mature adults? I think many people, many people outside the church walls and even inside the church walls, we spend our lives like little bear, pointing out into the street, saying, isn't it dark out there? Isn't it dark out there? And before we know it, rather than being at peace and living with less fear, as which is what God offers us, rather than relying upon the goodness of the good shepherd, we become fixated on what we're fearful about, rather than defined by how faithful we are and how much we trust the good shepherd to take care of us. Religion, if we get it right, is supposed to free us from fear, freedom from fear. And Psalm 23 teaches us that the good shepherd leads us in the right paths. But sometimes when we get playful or willful and we end up in dark valleys, the good shepherd gives us the protection and the guidance we need so we do not have to fear. So if the good shepherd leads us in the right paths, and even if when we mess up and get off track, the, still, the shepherd still will not leave us, but comes to get us, either way, we're okay. So what do we have to fear? What do you fear this morning? 
Perhaps the fear of giving up control? Perhaps the fear of being held, knowing that the shepherd will protect you? Can't you sleep at night? Can't you sleep, little bear? I'm scared. Why are you scared, little bear? I don't like the dark. What dark? The dark all around us. Well, that's okay. I'm with you. My rod and my staff, they will give you peace. I invite us now to a time for silence. Ask you to turn off your electronic devices and close your books. Maybe you're tired of trying to make it on your own. Pray to the Good Shepherd this morning. Surrender your life and, and accept that protection, accept that guidance.